0: Hey, 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 welcome to the couch. I'm your host, Rob Fields, and today we have an amazing episode for you guys. Today, I'm sitting with reality TV star Davey Rickenbacker. Davey is not only one of the stars of the show Survivor, he's also a good friend of mine. Before we get into the content, I have to give thanks. Thank you to all of you all have who have been listening lending your ear lending your time we really appreciate it continue to tell a friend to tell a friend all right so we're going to take a break and right after the break we're getting into today's episode you're on the couch with Davey rick and back here in rob fields we'll holler at you after the break Welcome back from the break. Today, I told you that we have an exciting guest. We have an exciting show for you guys. And it kind of goes like this. When you grow up in a small community, there tends to be a heightened level of groupthink. There tends to be a heightened level of conformity. And you just meet people along the way that are different. They break the algorithm. These people are special You know, they just walk in a room and you can tell that they they process information differently. You can tell that they solve problems differently. And our guest today has broken the algorithm and has led him to a place of celebrity status and stardom. Ladies and gentlemen, please give some hand claps to my friend, Davey Rickenbacker. (laughs) What up, what up, what up, Um, my boy? Bro, Listen. (laughs) If the listeners only knew.
1: If they only knew, the, the, the work that it
0: took to get us to this point, man. It's on, it's only God. and it,
1: Only God, bro. Yo. <laughs> man, I'm going to lead with it already. Everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen for a reason and i'm glad it's happening with man, you. <laughs> you 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 kept
0: telling me that as i screamed and cursed at technology you know no no one person just technology i'm screaming kidding. but how right, you doing today right, man right. how's it going
1: i'm doing good bro look man like i said I'm, I'm so happy to be here on on my couch but i'm on the couch with you, bro, I'm I'm proud of your success. I'm happy about this new endeavor, and I'm honored to be one of your uh, uh, beginning guests for your
0: first season. Yeah, man. I I when I started this, you know, I told you, listen, man, right? yeah. Once I get this thing set up, man, I'm I'm gonna need you. Mm-hmm. Not only because we're good mm-hmm. friends, but also you're a celebrity, and that's what we're gonna talk to, talk about today. <laughs> so listen, when I bring I'm guests excited, on the man. show, I try to get them. Yeah to tell tell their story right and we have to start from the beginning is that okay with you
1: yeah oh yeah let's do it man all right
0: (laughs) let's go so tell me about young (sighs) davy
1: well young young davy that was before i was uh quote unquote rick because you know when you get to college you you try to uh uh uh, you know reinvent yourself But (laughs) man uh young (laughs) young davy man um Little nerdy kid, uh, middle child of uh, three boys, so you know he's trying to find his personality. Um, you know, I grew up in the same city as you, Orangeburg, South Carolina, and it's uh, kind of a country area. So, uh, me and my family, we lived in the uh, countryside of Orangeburg, which was the Columbia Road. Shout out to the CRC Columbia Road Click. And, man, so being out there in the country, you know, I was exposed to wildlife. Um, I developed a love for animals when I was young, Um, so much so that I wanted to be a veterinarian when I grew up, but we'll we'll get there. Um, You know, I, I was never a kid that was solely into too many sports only because I was really into video games. And and you know, man, you know how I was with those, (laughs) Okay, so
0: I'll I'll give two stories. So the first story is, Uh the first time that I met you was um, with (laughs) your wonderful mom, the most pleasant and nice lady that I've ever met in my (laughs) life, number one. But your mom was a colleague with my grandmother. And after school, when we got out of school, we would go, well, I would go to my grandmother's room and Your mom mm-hmm. would have you come to her room and then we met each other after school, and that was our first opportunity mm-hmm. to meet each other in terms of the video game right so <laughs> you' you're self-proclaimed blurred right
1: exactly yeah Thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah so yeah so so so
0: explain to me the concept of being a blurred.
1: So so for the listeners who've never heard of blurredism before, basically a, blur is, a blurred is what we call a black nerd, um, meaning that we are able to uh, be more than just a nerd. You can add your own swag to it, um, you know, because the nerd has a connotation of being this geeky guy that's you Know into tech and into video games and and, and and anime and all of that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, a blur is that, but we've got our own swag with it because you know, African Americans, we cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's a blur, man. Yeah, but but
0: you, but the thing about you is that you're sneaky, right? So, you're very unassuming in terms of video games. So, for me, I grew up as a gamer, and yeah. I remember one time I came over to your house. You said, Rob, man, come over. I'm probably gonna have a couple other people. We were watching the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. And before the game started, you know, we were waiting for the pizzas to come. Um, You said, we're gonna play some video (laughs) games. I was like, cool, I'm a gamer, man. Like this is nothing. And (laughs) when you queued up the video game, I was thinking to myself, oh yeah, I'm just gonna destroy this guy. He said he said uh, let's play some Super Smash Brothers. And Super Smash Brothers is a fighting video game, right?
1: Uh yeah. So yes, you queued yes. up the
0: game and we start to play, and <laughs> you commenced to whoop my tail. I mean, you were even talking trash, Davy, like, oh, you shouldn't have gotten in the corner. <laughs> oh, you gonna throw a fireball here? <laughs> gotcha. You were saying stuff like that, and I was like, Are you kidding me right now? Like, you destroy me so so much so uh well to the point that I I brought a, a sports video game with me. I was like, man, you want to play the basketball game? Like I just I just I just wanted to change the subject. You destroyed me. So yes. The blurred yeah, is on uh,
1: Yeah,
0: but yeah, yes, in. but okay, so you know we we're transitioning through the story. I don't want to stick too long into, you know, the young years, but we have to go here in terms yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to get the story out, right? So, what was Absolutely, man. what was your approach going into high school? So, for me, I I wrote down my goals and I said, "Okay, this is what I want to do." Did you have that same approach mm-hmm. or were you just like, "Hey, I'm just going to go into it and see where what what happens?"
1: Dude Um, going into high school, you know, I did not know, I, I I mean, I kind of thought I wanted to be a veterinarian, but I didn't know, you know, career wise, what I really wanted to do just yet. Um, I didn't know a lot of things, but what I did know is that I wanted to kind of change, not change who I was from middle school, but you know, uh, improve who I was from middle school. So, um, so one thing that I know I did not want to do that I did in middle school was play on the band. Um, not because I didn't like being a musician, not because I didn't like the band, but I kind of just wanted to go into high school and have my own free time. Okay. Um, but what do you know? The parents that we have, uh, my dad was like, it's either going to be football or band. And I knew it wasn't going to be football, so I ended up back on the band. I mean, because, you know, they wanted us in to have those extracurricular activities.
0: So important. And looking
1: back on it now, you know, I, looking back on it now, I appreciate them for it because it keeps you grounded. And it lets you learn life lessons. And I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't had those experiences.
0: Man, it's, it's so important that you bring up those extracurricular activities because I'm I'm in a country mm-hmm. right now where a lot of the kids are lacking that So what they resort to Mm -hmm. is partying and hanging out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you Mm -hmm. know, for our kids, we want to make sure that we have the same approach that your parents had, that my parents had. You have to keep these Mm -hmm. kids' brains active. They have to strive to do something. Like, I don't care if it's chess Mm -hmm.
1: club, do it. (laughs) Absolutely, and look, and look, and speaking of extracurricular activities, I'm gonna go ahead and segue into it now. So another thing that I knew I wanted to do or another thing that I was forced into doing um, when I came in as a freshman at OW my older brother was a senior at OW and my older brother was in Kappa League and he was like the same ultimatum kind of a, a similar ultimatum that my dad gave me my brother was like you better not pledge HLS or I will never talk to you we again. all the brothers <laughs>
0: of HLS <laughs> stumping out <laughs> ignorance from east to <laughs> <and> west <laughs> I remember (laughs) it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: so for for (laughs) prisoners who are everywhere, at OW, we had kind of this mini Greek culture, which it was like, you know, we had two HBCUs in the city, so um, we had organizations like the Highlight Society, Kappa League, Emeralds of Distinction, uh, the Less Charms Club, these were the sororities, the ladies of Kappa League, and I I believe I'm forgetting ones, no one kill me if if I did, Uh, but basically we had this junior Greek lifestyle, and Kappa League were like, you know, the junior Kappas, and um, when we got to high school, I wanted to get Rob right in league because that's what I'm And then I'm like, oh, we could transitioning you to high school. I want to get my boy in league. His dad was a Cap. I was like, this should be an easy sell. I remember calling Rob right one night, man, and just you know, really pitching it to him. And I really thought he didn't actually thought about it. But in the end, he decided to go uh, with the lesser of the two. Now he, <laughs> he decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> he, decided to go <laughs> you know. he decided to go with the HLS. Now, but you no. Know, I respect him for it, man, because you gotta have, you gotta make your own choices, and for you to be able to make that own choice as young as you were, that's commendable, dude.
0: No, but it was really cool to be courted by uh, both, you know, <laughs> by both organizations. You know, it, it added some Absolutely, value bro. to my life, so I definitely appreciated it.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, so you approach, yeah, <laughs> you approach graduation. So we're kind of skipping ahead. You approached mm-hmm. graduation. Okay. Did you have something? concrete set in mind like okay after I graduate from high school I'm doing this did you have anything said mm-hmm. or how do you how did you approach that
1: <sighs> uh dude so you know my mom was a guidance counselor so um I was very you know uh informed when it came to uh going to college um and you know we used to do all of those summer camps I did a summer camp in Clemson uh, I did a summer camp in and that North Carolina A&T summer camp that I did, I just fell in love with that school, fell in love with that campus, fell in love with the Aggie Pride culture. And then, you know, there was a there was a you know a thing where if you grew up in Orangeburg, you kind of don't really want to go to South Carolina State or Claflin just because you've been around Orangeburg your whole life. So I wanted to go to North Carolina A&T. Um, there were a couple of guys uh, from O.W., Stephen Morrison, Ralph. Um, uh, who who were going to A and T, and I was like, okay, I can go with some of my homeboys, you know, and and education's first, but have a good time, you know, to, uh, create create a little lifestyle out there, and young, man, fun, yeah, young those... dumb
0: and full of, what <laughs> I'm not gonna fill that in exactly. But, uh... <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry coach. to cut you off. Go ahead,
1: man. Yeah, dude. No, 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 you're good. So, um, I, you know, I, I checked in with the band there. They weren't giving out any scholarships. Uh, checked in with uh, the animal science department because, you know, I'm, I'm still in the area where I'm wanting to become a veterinarian at that point. Um, no money there. Um, Auntie gives me an ultimatum. Oh, man, I got so many ultimatums in my life. And they're like, Dude, you can come to Ant, but you're gonna have to be an accounting major. And I'm like, oh no, sir. If you can see me the SAT score, you would agree. I cannot do that.
0: You would have had a good time though,
1: <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, but I did the same thing.
0: I wanted to go to Ant. I so. Mm. South Carolina State offered me a scholarship. I mean, I talked about this before. I'm not going to go into it, but I wanted to go to, like A&T yeah, yeah. was one of the first schools that I called. I was like, hey, I'm coming from this place. You know, I'm, I've am i done this in basketball, it, all-star, boo, 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 boo. Mm-hmm. And A&T mm-hmm. was like, yep, we yep. ain't got no money. Click. <laughs> that was it. That was it, bro. St- like straight like that. People did
1: it, man. So hey, if you listen, let
0: me know the secret. Yeah, come right? on. That's Come on, man. Tell me how you got in, Steve. look, look a brother up, Smitty. Come on, man. You guys. We tried. We tried.
1: I even went to the open house. I was with those. I was going to A T, but just couldn't find that money. Yeah. However, there was a caveat, you know, and, and and HBCUs was a thing. Like I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. And there was another school who was specialized in animal science. Um, The school that I graduated from, as you see here, Tuskegee University. And uh, yeah, man, and it was, although it was not my first choice, it was the choice for me. And um, as I said before, dude, in the beginning of the podcast, everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. And I was just meant to go there, dude. So-
0: so it was a or Tuskegee that it was very clear. Well, I mean, I,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, I applied to some of the, of course I applied to state. My parents were, you know, went to state and um, my older brother went to FAMU. That's why you see here. And I'll explain this t-shirt a little later because all of this is uh, a part okay. of me. Um, so I applied to some other schools, but as far as academia, it was a or Tuskegee that specialized in animal science which is where I was trying to go. And, oh my gosh, how did I forget to mention this? And Tuskegee, Tuskegee's president at the time, believe this or not, happened to be from Orangeburg, South Carolina. I
0: had no idea. <laughs> I did not know that. No I did idea, not know that little tidbit. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. President Benjamin F. Payton, uh, God rest his soul, He grew up in Orangeburg. As a matter of fact, there's a street named uh, Peyton Drive on South Carolina State's campus. Next time you go check that out. Um, But yeah, of course, the connections that my dad had with his family, because my dad also grew up in the Orangeburg area. I was able to be blessed and lucky enough to receive a presidential scholarship. So Tuskegee. Allowed me to go to their school because they had some money. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. That's all she wrote, dude. The rest is history, bro.
0: So tell me this. Tell me this. You you're leaving Orangeburg, South Carolina, and you're approaching this this new world outside of the norm. What mm-hmm. what is your life like going stepping on Tuskegee's campus? Like what what's your mindset? How are you able to adjust? Get, just give me a rundown of approaching
1: college away from home. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, bro. Dude, first of all, you know, you talked about on your first podcast about fear. And fear is a mother. Oh, yeah. Undefeated. <laughs> so, undefeated, bro. Uh, people say in the internet's it's undefeated. Well, they have not met fear. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, dude, so... I, Tuskegee is in Tuskegee, Alabama, for your international listeners. We're worldwide, baby. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Alabama is like two two or three states over from South Carolina. So I'm getting pushed out to this, this state, this city that I've never been to before. Um, I don't know anyone there. Um, and I'm just getting thrown into a new atmosphere. So, of course, I was afraid. Sorry, because um, you
0: had, had you and your family traveled a lot leading up to your, you know, becoming 18 and going on. Yeah. So your family moved yeah. around a lot traveling and stuff.
1: Absolutely, dude. So I, I was my family was well traveled. Uh, you know, my father was uh, the county councilman uh, in Orangeburg. And so we would take a lot of political trips. But we had never really been to Alabama, you know? And you
0: know, I lived um, there.
1: And Tuskegee. Yeah, you did. You did I lived live in there. Phoenix I didn't City. Find that on the say, yeah. Wow. Wow, dude. That's really close to Tuskegee, dude. Okay. I, hey, <laughs> had I stayed in Alabama, that's yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm calling it. Might have to Tuskegee, you never <laughs> know. Hey, <I mean>, man. <laughs> but yeah, dude, so. Again, like I said, going from middle school to high school, how I didn't want to play on the band, it was, again, that. I did not want to play on the band going into college because I wanted, you know, not reinvent myself, but kind of just take all of the college experience in it. I felt like, you know, the band wasn't going to allow me to have that time. But for the first year of Tuskegee, I came in early at band camp, Um and, uh, you know, I made a few friends. But when the rest of the school got here, and I started seeing all these beautiful women, and I started Hello. seeing all of these different people, all of these different people from all across the world, because Tuskegee's a private school, so there wasn't really in-state or out-of-state co- tuition, so people from everywhere are getting uh, pulled there, I mean, California people, people from New York, um, and speaking of New York, my roommate happened to be uh, a brother from New York, uh, his name's Drew Sanders, um, and Dude, you know, I, I mean, I was a bit of a class clown here and there right. in in high right. school, <laughs> but I was still I was still a little timid in the in that part of my life. You know, still a little shy there. But this kid, Drew, man, you know, New Yorkers, man, he came out there and he's meeting everybody. And because you know, he was my first friend, I had to meet everybody too. And I think that's something that helped pull me out of my shell in Tuskegee, um, pull me from being. Uh, a bit of an introvert to kind of more of an ambivert. Now you know I'm an extrovert now, but we'll talk about how I got there eventually.
0: Yeah, I mean, the 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 So for me, my college experience was was similar in this way. I mm-hmm. wanted to get away from mm-hmm. home, so I had an opportunity mm-hmm. to go to South Carolina State at home. But I'll be honest with you, I I didn't really want to go. <laughs> I just. Because I I had traveled, you know, playing AAU ball, like, bro. Like, New Orleans, mm-hmm. and Florida, and yep. my family used to go to yep. New York. We used to be in Manhattan all the time. Yep. Like, it, it mm-hmm. my, my experiences weren't necessarily limited to just there, mm-hmm. but I knew that basketball mm-hmm. could take me into a different place, and blah 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 blah. But it was similar going to Guitar, But however, I had one person. Uh, Amon Murphy, who was there, and he could kind of oh, yeah, show yeah, me man. the ropes. You know, he was mm-hmm. a senior; I was a freshman, yeah, man. so he had a lot of experience, and he mm-hmm. could help me out. You know, but once he left, you know, I had to integrate myself into the society that I was living in. I had to meet people, go to churches, and different type of stuff like that, right? So it's it's not easy, yeah. you know. However, Duh, if you're ready it- to step out of your comfort zone, it can be an asset to you,
1: you know. Absolutely, bro. I was look and and little quick, little funny tidbit. Um, You know back how style was back then. We was always wrecking the, rock, rocking the Echo Ooh, and the headband and Echo T shirts. Like, oh, oh man! Because Tuskegee was what it was, and it was pulling students from everywhere. Those times were the So became. The kid from South
0: Carolina that's always wearing the headbands. That's what the headband. Okay. Okay. Like okay. And that headband <laughs> became popular. In in what we will talk about later, All right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, yeah there. I'm, here. I'm here. I'm here. I did my research. <laughs> no. Okay. So we moving forward, man. Graduation approaches. You're at Tuskegee. you you've spent some time there. What's, what's going on? Like, what are you saying I'm going to grad school or do you have a job lined up? What's, what's the situation going on leading up to graduation?
1: Dude, dude. I mean, all right. So it t- it did take me five years to get out of Tuskegee, but I got out of there, you know? Um, And I, I, I kind of had a plan, but I didn't kind of have a plan. I interned um the first few months out of college. With uh, the Department of Energy. And oh, hold on, let me go back a bit. So, you know, I went to Tuskegee as an animal science major. Mm-hmm. However, some things happened. Some people dropped out of the option program that I was in and they had to s- drop my program. Okay. And the reason that it took me five years is because. Um I was going start for <laughs> and I had to get into whatever major would get me out of there on time. Right, right. So I so I went into environmental science, which wasn't too far off from animal science. And I kinda at that point didn't think I wanted to do veterinary medicine anymore. I kind of was 50-50 on it. Um so I started applying for uh energy jobs and I uh landed an internship with the Department of Energy. However, it only lasted three months. And once those three months were over, dude, I didn't have anything else lined up. So here I am, you know, this guy that just graduated. I got all of these frat brothers and close friends who are engineers and business people flying all across the world. And dude, here I am on my mom and my dad's couch in Orangeburg
0: You had to go back uh, home. So tell me about that. Tell me about your mental state at that time. You know, you 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 go Duh. off to Alabama. You meet all of these new people from different places in the country. You know, just different personalities. Mm-hmm. You've pledged Kappa mm-hmm. Alpha Psi, and you know mm-hmm. you, you you now have this this another community. However, you're back at home Duh. on your parents' couch. What's what, what's your mindset at that time? No.
1: You know, I've lived a little now, but at that point, that was probably rock bottom for me. Okay. Okay. um You know, I went into a bit of a state of a depression. And, you know, it wasn't completely, it wasn't the fact that I hadn't applied myself in college. It wasn't the fact that I had, you know, hadn't applied, you know, to a, a great number of positions. It was where the country was at that time. We were in a recession. Okay. With, right, right, you know, right. My money was right. bad, jobs were down all of that stuff, I don't remember who president was at, the, right at that time mm-hmm. but uh, things were tough yeah. man um, and dude I went into a, a state of depression man I, I, I that was when Netflix was there dude so I'm on the couch watching Netflix all day, you know social media was peak, I think I might have had a BlackBerry back then hey, was, so, was know, Walking we, Dead at,
0: out at that time, was that when you fell in love
1: Walking, walking that is exactly <laughs> when I fell in love with <laughs> uh, so for for you listeners, I'm a Walking Dead fanatic. If you could see my Walking day Dead wall, um, and we'll talk about my cosplay and all yeah. that stuff later. Um, but yeah, dude, I was I was I was freaking depressed. I remember my dad coming home one time and uh, for old country sayings get this, he was like, Hey man, get up out of that rut. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> uh, <that run>. <laughs> get up out <for> of that rut. <laughs> so the way to get up out of that rut, man, was um, Survivor was one, which is a show that we'll talk about later. Okay. Um, you know, just seeing people motivated and um, going out and following their dreams. But of course, my frat brothers was another. So I had some frat brothers that lived in Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, hold on, I got to rewind a bit because I've got this shirt on right here. My dad was able to land me a position with paying college for a while.
0: Okay, so you were down in Augusta.
1: I was in Augusta. Now, before that, I was working for the YMCA in Orangeburg, making minimum wage. So, I was like, should I go to Augusta or continue to be here in my rut? So, I chose Augusta, um, which paying college was an experience. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, That was my first first, uh, job where I was making a little money. Okay? So, I was able to be a bit of an adult. However, that didn't last too long. I mean, I, I learned great things from Payne College. Uh, I learned great pains from Payne College. You know, that's where I'm, that's where I met uh, the young lady that Rob used to counsel me uh, on uh, way back when. Uh, we won't we don't speak her name, yeah. but if you're listening, I, I, hope, I hope everything's going great. <laughs> my,
0: my counseling services are uh, you know open for you guys. You know. I, I'm a pretty good listener. I, I hope this individual you know, figure it out. We Let's not <laughs> hey, go into we that, speak, bro. We were speaking
1: into existence, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're, were speaking into yeah, another podcast. I know that's coming. <laughs> 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 but here's uh, I didn't stay at pain too long because pain was doing some things. But you know, I did get motivated to go ahead and like I said, veterinary medicine was 50-50 in my mind. So I finally got up and I uh, went and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where I had a couple of friends. And you know, I stayed on the couch. Wow, a couch is like a, a reoccurring thing it's here, a, man. On the couch. Hey, man, it's it's
0: deep, man. You know, it, if we were ever to go into why I named it this, yeah. But but you wow. know, but you know what? What's awesome about your experience is that your you know, be, I told you, you broke the algorithm a long mm-hmm. time ago, you know, like I, like mm-hmm. we always knew you were different. And the fact that you just said to yourself, like, I'm out, like, I'm just gonna go. That says a lot yep. about you, because it, ta- it takes a lot for someone to go off into a new sp- place and space and mm-hmm. couch surf to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Because there, that, there yep. has to be humility inside of you to allow yourself to say, mm-hmm. All right, I'm going from the comfort of my parents' home to mm-hmm. a friend of mine's couch. That there, there has to be some mm-hmm. humility in you. There has to be some courage. Mm-hmm. There has to be, you know, mm-hmm. it, to, to be a risk taker is not easy because there's fear yeah. involved. Yeah, like absolutely. you're afraid. You're afraid absolutely. of your perception yeah. to others. You're afraid of failing. You're afraid of all that, but you did it and you got to Atlanta and how, how did that work out?
1: Dude, I got to Atlanta, and you know, you know, the inside joke is all oh, HBCU graduates. Right once they finish graduating, they move right to Atlanta. Atlanta <laughs> is quote, Atlanta is quote unquote the Black Hollywood of of America. I'm definitely right now.
0: gonna get on so, uh, love and hip hop. I know <laughs> if I move to Atlanta, I have a shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, man, Atlanta, Atlanta. What do you mean? What I'm about to say, Atlanta was amazing. Atlanta is amazing. That's where I currently reside, and we're we're, we're getting there. Um, you know, parties on parties. It felt like college part two, honestly. Um, but I was there for business as well. Um, I landed a position with the veterinary hospital, and I worked as a veterinary technician for some time. Um, it was not like I said, it was 50 50. It was not 100% what I wanted to do because I'm still just getting paid minimum wage, not really using my college degree, still looking and comparing myself to my friends. And now I'm living in my friend's home and I'm able to see, wow, this dude can afford this, he's going these places. Now, I'm comparing myself to them. And my advice for the podcast do, do not. You don't wanna feel jealous, you don't wanna feel envy. Do not compare yourself to your friends. You can root for them, but just know that everything is supposed to happen the way that it's gonna happen and your time will come. Listen,
0: you we oh. have to run our own race. Absolutely. You you, huh? you can't run you you can't be successful if you don't stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. If you're over there looking at what the other mm-hmm. people are doing in that race, you're gonna fall and trip over mm-hmm. and bump your head, you're gonna scuff up your knee you're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, Stay in your lane, yeah. run your own mm-hmm. race. You have to just continue to make yeah. forward progression. That's for all of our yeah, listeners yeah. out there. You know, it, it's it's especially yeah. with social media nowadays, you know, social media is even mm-hmm. a, bigger now than what it was when you were you know, in your couch surfing yeah, stage. Yeah. But just imagine looking on Instagram, and looking at some of your friends and they living in a penthouse in, the, in Atlanta. And you know, when you guys go out to party, they're the ones buying the bottles, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so you kind of get caught up in the mix, you know, how, how did you, how did you get out of the, that that rut? How did you get out and and actually find your, your flow in in Atlanta? Yeah.
1: So, you know, I gave the veterinary technician thing uh, a little time. Um, I did end up getting my own place in Atlanta for a while, but I still wasn't, you know, where I wanted to be. And I said to myself, Davey, if you're serious about this, you're serious about your future, you need to go ahead and go back to school. So I, that's what I did, dude. I went back to school. And do you know what school I chose, Rob? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tuskegee University, right. because it was familiar yeah. to me, yeah. man. I knew I, I knew I would get in. I knew that You know, I made connections there. It was my second home at that point. So um, I I enrolled back into Tuskegee University um, and um, I started, uh, my major um, or my focus was uh, public health, which was something that was not too far removed from the things that, you know, the path that I had been on. Um, You know, when I was in high school, uh, I was in an organization called, HOSA, which was Health Occupation Students of America. I believe you were in DECA. That was like the. We uh, had those uh, cookies. One, right? <laughs> yeah, it was business. <laughs> but we had the cookies. <laughs> yes. And the, techn- the technology center. Shout out to my mom. I know she's listening. Hello. Um, but, but yeah, dude. So, you know, I wanted to stay aligned in health careers. Um, maybe I didn't want to be a veterinarian anymore, but I knew that helping people or helping someone was just my niche. And um, so... I went to Tuskegee, I got my MPH in two years, and lo and behold, you see how things turned around, I received the job before I graduated, wow. and not just any job, dude, I received a job in the premier organization that you want to work for in my field of public health, which is where I currently work and reside, the Center for Disease Control here in Atlanta,
0: Georgia. Okay, so you work at the CDC, perfect. (laughs) When the pandemic popped off, did anyone call you with stupid questions? Hey Dave, you got one of them uh, uh, remedies over there? Like Davey, I'm coughing a lot. Can you, like, how many ridiculous questions did you get when the pandemic first popped off?
1: Bro, when COVID first hit, I was everybody's cousin at the Pentagon, quote unquote. You, you, know, got, you got one of them cures over there, Davey. <laughs> Bro, I'm getting calls left and right. My, my, uncle, my uncle, that was one of the most serious calls. He really called me and he was like, hey nephew, you put some of them doses aside for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, dude. It was really frustrating, man, and the thing is, I worked for the C D C but I didn't really work in the area that was dealing with COVID. Okay. So, you know, I knew about as much as most people knew, but because I had, you know, I wanted it on my sleeve, and I'm okay. I'm okay because in the African in Amer- in African American culture we got a lot of misconceptions when it comes to health care. You remember in the beginning of COVID and people was like, Oh yeah, black people can't get
0: it. Oh God. <sighs> Some, some of the misinformation of the, it, during that period man yeah. oh my when you look back yeah. at it did they make a netflix documentary
1: about it maybe we i think they did make them they probably oh did, goodness, did man um but 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 no i say that to say i'm glad that i am in this position because i can debunk all of those misinformations and if i'm the person to do it then i i feel safe with 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 people, you know, coming to me and asking questions. So I'm I on my. Yeah, but a
0: lot of folks don't really understand that you were going through the pandemic with everyone else. Like it's not like you're in a situation uh, where you you know A B C or D. Like you you're going through it with us. What dude, what what did you what did you learn from that lockdown year? Did you learn mm-hmm. anything?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. I mean. It might sound cliche, and I'm sure you've heard this a lot, but 2020 was probably one of the worst years of my life, not just because of COVID. You know, I had things going on with my family. Um, There's all these innocent black men getting shot. It
0: it Uh, seemed like that was every day.
1: Dude, and then, you know, we're teleworking, so we're stuck. We're stuck. We have to see what's going on. You know, we've got our phones. We've got social media. We've got to see this play over and over again, all these innocent black men being killed, all these people being killed because of COVID. It was just so rough, dude. Honestly, um, I, I, I want to recommend to everyone listening to the podcast who went through 2020, including myself, to go through some type of therapy therapy. Um once this is over because COVID is kind of a thing that's gonna be around, dude. We're gonna have to learn how to live and with this. Yeah. Um, but seek therapy, guys, because 2020 was
0: a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. It hit me differently too, man. Yeah. It, bro. it you, yeah. you know it's crazy when you you get lost in the time. You don't even know what day mm-hmm. it is. You know, for me, I got lost in the time in that year. And fortunately I was able to be a more involved father. You know, of mm-hmm. course, you know, I'm a I'm a dad through and through. I'm a husband through and through. But because I played I play basketball, I spent a lot of the time at the gym. When the COVID thing Bro. popped off, we went into lockdown. Our season got cut and I was able to be more active. So there was some positive in it, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of mental games that I had to play with myself. I, w- I was trying to figure it out, you know, so, that it, you know, on one side, it was very sad, especially when you talk about some of the injustices and all the murders, murders that was taking place on our telephones. Mm-hmm. But on the other mm-hmm. side, I was able to do some soul searching and figure out, you know, who I want to be as a person.
1: That's dope, bro. You just made me think of another thing. Um, and this is probably an issue that no one's heard of about COVID, but... For us single individuals living during the pandemic, it was rough. I mean, not to say that I need somebody there with me to go through it, but dude, I'm thirty, I'm thirty four years old now. But I mean, I couldn't date during the pandemic. You know, you can, you you've got these uh, dating apps where you can swipe and stuff, but you can't physically meet these yeah. people. That was just another, you know, element of COVID that was really frustrating, right. dude um but yeah man dude but i mean we're on the tail end of it now uh i don't want to jinx us but like i said we're gonna have to learn to live in this new era and it like it has had some benefits um and i'm sure we'll talk about my social media influence uh later but it made social media a little stronger uh for us to rely on and i've kind of benefited from some of that uh uh but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we're going there now. So you working for the CDC okay. and mm-hmm. something exciting happens. Tell mm-hmm. tell us about oh, yeah. oh. you know this this transition from Davey right. Rickenbacker, right, right. CDC right, employee, right, right. yeah, Cab yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, okay, tell okay. tell me about this transition. What happened?
1: Okay. So um Let's take it back to Orangeburg, South Carolina, all right? So, you know, um, I was at church one Sunday, right? Uh, Sitting next to my mom, and the pastor announces that a member of our congregation is going to be on the reality show Survivor, and I'm like, huh, Survivor? What's Survivor, mom? Um, so, uh, and this person just so happened to be one of my mother's students, uh, so I was like, can we watch this? Can we check this show out? And dude, I just fell in love with this show. Basically, for you, for if you've been on the block for 20 years, the show Survivor is a, a show about uh, 18 to 20 strangers who are put on an island, they have to fend for themselves, they have to do challenges day in and day out, and at the end of thirty nine days in the wild, the winner comes out with one. Thirty nine day. days. So, wow. Okay. Thirty nine days, dude. So it was just something that I fell in love with from a very young age, and I always said, "Hmm, I'm gonna be on that show one day." And so, dude, I'm working at the CDC one day, and uh, I probably shouldn't have been uh, trolling, them, but there was some downtime, and I was on the internet, and I saw that there was an open casting call in Atlanta, and I was like, wait, this is my moment, so I played hooky from work that day, <laughs> my, and, I, <laughs> and I went to this casting call, and um, I kind of sucked at it, and that was my realization that, dude, if you're serious about doing this show, you need to make a casting tape to get on this show, because they're not going to be able to find you, you know, from this little 15-minute casting call, and so, dude, I made a tape, sent it in within a week, they called me, man. They're like, "Davy, we want to fly you to Los Angeles, and we want to interview you to be on the reality show Survivor."
0: Oh my goodness! So you yeah, get on man. Survivor, Davy. I remember us having this conversation. We were sitting and talking, <laughs> and you said to me, um, "I'm going to get on the Real World." And, then for, <laughs> and for our listeners, if you don't know what the what the Real World TV show is, it's the first reality TV show. Am I? Yep, yep, I'm, yep. Yeah, so. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Seven it, strangers picked to live in a house.
0: Yep, and things uh, get real. I know <laughs>
1: what happens when things start being and start and getting, real. getting real. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: the Real World yep. is a show on MTV Yep. and it was mm-hmm. the prototype for what we know is reality TV.
1: Yep. Real yep. World yep. was the
0: first one. It was drama. It was all this type of mm-hmm. stuff. And the, mm-hmm. the Real World has, I mean, it had 40 seasons or something crazy. But Davey had said, mm-hmm. man, listen, I'm trying to get on the real world. So it's crazy <laughs> that you put that information out into the universe and, and an opportunity to get on Survivor just Dude, falls in your lap that's a- from, you know, being yeah, introduced right. with, you know, from a church member, you know?
1: Yeah, bro. Like and and you spoke about and, and and thank you for the warm welcome. You spoke about me breaking the out al- algorithm early. Like I gotta use that hashtag break the That's algorithm cool. because dude, I've always been a guy that, you know, I gotta think out of the box, dude. I cannot conform to society. There are ways that I can uh uh, reach my end goal, um, and I don't have to go the way that they tell you it has to be done. So I knew that I was gonna be on TV someday. Um, wow. I went to a, some, I went to a Real World casting call, but I, you know I didn't. I, again, like I said, I should probably should have made a tape for Real World because tapes is how you get on the shows. Wow. Um, but dude, manifestation, always believing in myself, and always you know just knowing that. I'm the captain of my own fate and the captain of my own soul. Is something that you know gave me the positivity and gave me the gumption to apply for Survivor and know that I would be on Survivor someday. Man,
0: so it's just crazy history, how manifestation yeah, man. works. Like people don't really believe in. Absolutely, it, bro. But it, it does something when you start speaking differently. You know, when you when you mm-hmm. start speaking to yourself differently, it's it's Absolutely just it's bro. something about it, man. So. T- yeah, tell man. me about. I'm I'm gonna tell a story. So I remember. Okay. One day, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting in the house and I get a text message from you. And usually, you and I we interact on Instagram. You no, know, we send videos yeah, and pictures and all that type of
1: stuff. Rob right, 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 right. is, right, right is my favorite friendship. Where we we don't have to we don't have to see each other for years and years, but we don't talk to each other on that social media. We don't send each other a silly meme. We don't. We didn't even talk about our some of the same shows. Breaking Bad, Oh man, era, man. our
0: conversation about like, Breaking like, Bad it was deep. Yeah, yeah, le- so like Yeah, it, our Instagram thread is is pretty is is legit, you know, but I remember yeah, you yeah. sent me a text message. Like it was an iMessage. And I was like, "Okay, baby's texting me." In that message it said, "Yo, I'm about now. to go to Fiji. I'm gonna be back in like 3 months, man. Like I'm good." First of all, when I randomly get a text saying, "Bro, I'm about to go to Fiji." I'll be back in three months. I thought you were kidnapped. Like, they holding my boy for ransom. I was about to call your mama. Like, I was like, what? You was like, yo, I can't really tell you what I'm about to do, but I'm going to Fiji. So, what, so I, I understand but, that there's a level of secrecy that has yeah, to be yeah. maintained until after um, taping. Mm-hmm. But tell me about that process mm-hmm. once you were selected and, you know, that yeah. time period when it's time to go.
1: Yeah, dude. So I was actually an alternate for the show. And that's why, you know, manifestation is so powerful. So because somebody had to quit in order for me to get out. Yeah, OK, of um, but, but yeah, dude, so. You know, they give me the phone call two days before we're supposed to go out there, and I'm ragging my mind. You know, I got to text all the people who are important to me. I got to text all the people who are going to be able to cover for me. So of course, I send the text message to you, dude. And I don't remember we got we got to dig up. The, I don't remember if I told you. I probably didn't say the show. I probably just said that I was going to Fiji. You going to Fiji? Um, and just cover for me. And, and looking back, on it, now, it probably was not the best plan because I told you Fiji. But I told some other. I told my friends from Tuskegee I, I was going to feature. But I told them the cover story was I was going to Syria, and I told them. That, I told yeah. I told them that because you know the position that I did work in the CDC, I was working on the eradication of polio, and polio is still relevant and prevalent in Syria. All so like, right. Oh, man, this is the perfect backstory. I got all of my grounds covered. Nobody's going to worry about me because they know I'm working on global health and CDC. And don't you know, this mother, I'm going to say it, this motherfucker Donald Trump bombs Syria. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey,
0: listen, I just found a text message, man. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just found it, but <laughs> they dropped a bomb, and your story almost blew up, too. <laughs>
1: I'm doing so much, so my parents are getting comfortable, and is he okay? Is he okay? And my parents, you know, they signed a contract, so they couldn't tell you, and I, I, I could say is he's okay, because... If you go against the contract, there's nine million dollars you gotta pay. Um, So yeah, man, we had to take that stuff serious, man. Um, But yeah, when I finally got back, you know, I was able to I lost so much weight up there that people were like, "Maybe he was kidnapped in Syria or over in rehab or something." So people were worried, man. So it was, it was. Finally, they they released that I was gonna be on Survivor and. The response was just amazing from everyone.
0: So man. what? So what <laughs> happens when you? What's your mental approach when you get on Fiji? Like, I'm I'm sure the island is beautiful. Like, what what? Yeah. When, when you get there, what's your mental approach? Like, are you like captivated by the island, or and or mm-hmm. is it a situation where there's fear involved? Like, what it? What if I? You know, bro. what's, what's going to happen? Like, tell me about your mental approach bro. going into the show. Bro,
1: bro, the fear was all mental. Um, I'll say this a lot to people who understand Greek life and uh, pledging, quote-unquote. Um, Survivor was like pledging, but without them laying a finger on you. They didn't even touch wow. you, but it all was mental. I mean, Capra Opposite is a non-hazing organization, but still, you know, you get the picture of what I'm saying here, dude. No, no, we at all, dude. Never, never. But, man, look, dude, I I grew up around Black people my entire life. I went to O.W., predominantly, you know, from Orangeburg, predominantly Black community. I go to an HBCU, Tuskegee. Um, I go back to Tuskegee. I go to Atlanta, the Black Hollywood. So, I never really had interactions outside of my professional life uh, with people who are non-Black. So, this was like a mind f, you know. It was like, um, how do I get these people to like me? Uh, how do I, um, you know, uh, what approach do I need to take with them? Can I just be myself? Will they accept me for being myself? Um, but dude, I, you know, I got up there, uh, and let me just give a quick little premise of of my season. The title of my season was Survivor: David versus Goliath. So they split us up into two tribes. They have got Uh, The Davids, which I was a part of, we were the nerds, we were the people with, you know, we got truck drivers, farmers, people who have had to um, get of the land, people who have had to, you know, fend for themselves and get to a point part and work to get there. Um, And and that resonates now with the story that I just told you of how far I've come. And then there was the Galicia tribe, which... I don't want to say they've had it handed to them, but their life was a little probably a little more privileged than uh someone like myself growing up. Yeah. Um Yeah,
0: so I won't so, and, so I won't I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, we won't we won't spoil yeah,
0: yeah, so I was just about to say that. So I won't talk about the result because I want people to go and watch uh Survivor, David and Goliath, season thirty-seven.
1: Season 37, yeah. we're on Netflix, Hulu, Please. and Amazon yeah. Prime. Go Please check it out, go man.
0: watch season 37, David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil yep, it for yep. you guys, but <laughs> let's say Davey dunked a ball on the show, and I was very impressed with your form, bro. Like If you had a 35-inch vertical,
1: I mean, you
0: did. you. But dude. yeah, you made, you made us proud. I'll say that. I won't spoil it, but you made us Bro. proud, man.
1: Okay. Okay. Bro, look, dude, it was the experience of a lifetime, man. Um, the first day I got there, I caught a freaking octopus. What the heck? Who am I? I'm out there winning challenges. In- you know look not a sports guy. But when I got there, I'm out there in Fiji. I'm out there. What you have been feeling all these
0: years, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. out there winning
1: challenges, man. It was the it it, it was the experience of a lifetime.
0: Nah, okay. man, but <laughs> you know, I we, we were definitely proud of your performance. So let's let's pivot to this part. So um, you get to the end of the show, all right? Mm-hmm. And what is the is there a debriefing that takes place? Because I'm sure there were some mental challenges that came about that were tough for you. You know, yes. so how how do yes, you dude. come down from this high of finishing recording and getting back to regular life?
1: Dude, so we finished recording and um, I didn't mention, but I did have to quit my job at the CDC to pursue my, pursue my dream. Wait 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 wait, dude, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. So you had this. This job at the CDC, which is something that you really wanted, and in order to be, in in order to get on Survivor, you quit your job.
1: In order to, in order to get on Survivor, I had to quit. Tell tell us about that process, man. Bro, it was it was another reoccurring ultimatum, dude. Do I take my dream job? That hmm, you know, if I did, all I could do to get it, maybe I could get it again. Or do I take my dream of all dreams, which is an opportunity of a lifetime that might not ever happen True. again? So, dude, True. I bet on myself, man. You bet, bet on yourself.
0: That's that's major, better. man. I, t- I mean, in life, dude, it's, it's kind of hard to do it. It's it's I'm um, you yeah. know, we're not talking about it like it's something that's easy to do. But you bet mm-hmm. on yourself, and again, that algorithm, bro. That, that algorithm, algorithm bro. man. Like it, it, it takes a different type of person to say to yourself. Appreciate you know it. what? I'm just gonna do it, man. Yeah. So, so, just so, so, tell me it, about man. that situation, okay? So, you leave your job at the CDC mm-hmm. to
1: get on Survivor. Yep. What What mm-hmm. happens when you get home? I get home, man, and here I am in this familiar feeling of fear. And do you have I'm
0: to go to? Do you have to go back to your parents' couch?
1: I didn't have to go back to I my mean, parents', your parents house because you
0: there, have, you had a room my parents', room. parents <laughs> house. <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: So, so, and, and that's one element that I do want to talk about is having a strong support system. you got to have a strong support system to do these type of things when it comes to friendship, when it comes to family. And because I had that strong support system, my father and my parents were able to, you know, take care of my things in Atlanta while I was home. Okay, so, okay. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't bad off, but, you know, Dude, the show's over, so I got I to gotta get back to reality, man. Oops, there goes gravity. I, I'm, I'm back in yeah. it, man. And I was kind of, to put it in an analogy, I was a physical cat that was thrown back into the house and forced to become a house cat. So we talked about the mental health earlier, dude. Like, uh, the one good thing that I like about CBS and Survivor is... They forced us to go to therapy. They paid for oh, wow. therapists, So that's one. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I mean, of so course, they're, they're covering the F- their own series. basis.
0: But, you know, that's mm-hmm. it's actually, I mean, it's helpful.
1: Absolutely, bro. And, and to play a game like Survivor when you're lied to and backstabbed from people who think are your friends, that's something that you're going to want to have. And that also helped with, you know, me being unemployed and, uh, you know, just talking to someone and 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 I did that so much that I was able to get out of my rut before I got into it and I was able to because of the connections that I made on no because of the connections that I made before survivor at the CDC once those people found out that I was on survivor and I was able to make more connections and do some talking I was blessed and manifested my job back at the CDC. Oh ah, man, so. you
0: leave your job to chase your dream. And you know, to some degree mm-hmm. you're saying, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a wrap for the CDC, it was mm-hmm. nice. You go to Survivor, mm-hmm. you do your thing on Survivor, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and then you come mm-hmm. back home
0: and the folk, the good folks mm-hmm. at the CDC say, says, Davy, why didn't you just say hey, something, yeah, man?
1: Remember, why, didn't you tell- why didn't you just tell us? <laughs>
0: should <laughs> just told us. Come on, guy. Come on. Come on
1: back. And not only you know that I return to the CDC, but I'm making my way this time. It's like you see, man. you see God's favor, man. You see, you see what happens when you follow your dreams. That's what I'm mm, saying, you always,
0: That's big, man. Bet
1: on yourself, man. Bet, bet on yourself,
0: man. Ah. Oh. So what well, we got to Davey, know, on this man. one? Uh-huh. Breaking the yeah. algorithm, uh, my algorithm and bet, yeah, on, bet yourself. on yourself. All right. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. We gonna mark this. I yep. mean, let me press the M yeah, button. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. No, no, but listen, Amen. man, like like your story is amazing and this is why I love having a platform like this, you know, because I, you good, know, I told you in the beginning, I love a good story, you know? So, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not gonna stay on that too long. So Davy, you get back home, okay. you get your job back at the CDC, life's good the show mm-hmm. airs and mm-hmm. your star, you had already had a night, you had some pretty good momentum on social media um, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. but then the show airs mm-hmm. and people get to see you be you. In my element, right You were mm-hmm. successful Dude. on the show, doing your thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you get yep. thrust into celebrity mm-hmm. status. Mm-hmm. What is that mm-hmm. transition like? Did you feel like you were prepared for that? Yeah,
1: bro. Like, and and of course, I'm modest. Um, uh, and I, I, I can't, I can't myself call myself a. Nah, man. Talk like
0: your like ish, man. You... <laughs> Talk your ish. That's why we here, bro. You're right.
1: You're right. You're right. That's what I'm saying, bro. What, what, what so many people have been saying that, and then I get this great fan reaction from being out there. I get this great social media presence now. It's like, hmm. Maybe she might not be an alien of somebody, no. but dude, I don't know his whole name. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, so, right, yeah right, right, man. Right, right,
0: But it, but it, I mean, but again, <laughs> it goes back to the humility because you, you know, you have to yeah. know where you are in the stratosphere in order to get absolutely right. in, in order to climb up the ladder. You have to know where you're located. You can't say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm this or that," but why haven't mm-hmm. I been, you know, invited to? the rock nation brunch, like, it, like it, it's, levels. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I'm, I'm going to get there. Exactly, bro. I'm exactly. going to get there. you am definitely going to get there. However, we're, we're
1: speaking that it into existence, right. but it's levels. Yeah. Six. Like this is Ish. where I am. You know? So it takes
0: some humility to uh-huh. actually understand mm-hmm. your place in this mm-hmm. celebrity mm-hmm. stratosphere or whatever. Like it, you know, mm-hmm. it just takes a different mm-hmm. mindset, but you know, you're, you're, and the, the, the beautiful thing about your celebrity status is that it's, not only kept you in the survivor universe Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. also got you an opportunity to be on steve harvey's dating show
1: (laughs) dude the opportunities that i i was blessed to have from survivor to grow my fan base on social media and you know dude, i've always been a social media guy you you were the person
0: who told me to get on instagram davy it was you (laughs) He said, Rob, you is, tripping, man. man. Like, what, what are you doing, man? You, you don't have an Instagram yet? And yeah, I, was like, nah. I was like, nah. This is before Survivor anything. You were like, dude, like you were yeah. tripping. Like, come on, yeah. man. Get yeah. get on yeah. Instagram. Like so I, I made my profile you, because so, of you.
1: <laughs> I, I wear it proudly. But look, dude, so I say that to say this is how you know these other opportunities happen because I uh, branded myself so well on my social media that, mm-hmm. even though Survivor, even though Survivor was done, I still got to figure out a way to stay in the limelight, continue to get noticed. So um, I was nominated for uh, this magazine in Atlanta called Jezebel Magazine. I was nominated to be one of the top 20 uh, bachelors in Atlanta. So top 20 most oh, eligible bachelors in Top 20 in the in Atlanta. Aye, <laughs> Top 20 aye. in the, yeah. Hey, man. I, look, I'm just I'm, saying, happy, I'm happy that I
0: know a guy in the top 20. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, this is big.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, I like it. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, So because I was in that magazine uh one of the agents at the Steve Harvey show uh you know subscribed to the magazine and and they were doing a segment on the Steve Harvey show, a dating segment where they needed three eligible bachelors for a woman who uh was also a reality star. Uh, her name's Diamond. She was on the show Love is Blind. Um and, you know, they they picked me. They they liked what I had. They liked what I showed and they were like, you know, let's get this guy on the Steve Harvey show, man. And Listen, man. World. I watched
0: that clip, and Dave, you <laughs> were the star. Like you know, you had those those other guys, right? The two other guys, big old muscles. You know, chiseled chiseled chin. All right. All right. I have, I right. make a All lot of
1: money. Is work,
0: work, work. Yeah, I make a lot of money. My, my business is amazing. I don't have time for a woman. However, oh, come if,
1: on, man. What are you yeah, on if you date me. <laughs> Yeah, you'll love me. <laughs> you'll be taken care of.
0: <laughs> but she won't see you, fool. <laughs> like, like and the, what dude, I was, and the bu- I was, I was awesome, dude, dude, like that's and where you shine. Yes, yes, you shine yeah, in that way, yeah, man. man. You were just yourself. Hey, um, <laughs> I like to watch cartoons, and I have a good job, but I go to Comic Con and I I do hey, cosplay.
1: Man. I like to have fun, bro. Yep, yep, hey, yep. Like you yep. were yourself. The audience loved it. People at home loved it. But you know the awesome the was in a little bit. It was good, bro. The banter between you and Steve
0: Harvey was amazing, bro.
1: The show. Me and Steve are joking back and forth, and I take it back to Orangeburg, man. Uh, for the listeners who don't know what joking is, basically, that's getting jumped on. We do how have to joke in freaking high school, elementary school, and that's something that has helped prepare me. Oh, yeah, on reality TV, on 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 Steve Harvey's show, like right? Orangeburg is responsible for the baby that I am today. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that <laughs> that your your appearance on the Steve Harvey show was amazing, man. And um yeah, dude, like it's just it, it's so awesome to see you in this place. It's also it's so awesome to see you in this space because I feel like you were meant for this anyway. You know, when we, you know, I, you know. We talk. A I, lot. I'll, I'll continue to say. It. You know, we talk about people who break the algorithm. Like for you, mm-hmm. you were already popping on the so, on the socials before the survivor stuff. So now, when you're when you're verified, verified, he's blue check gang. You know, when you're verified, you know, I just feel like you were one of the guys who. I, I'm not surprised. Like, I don't even think twice. Like, it's just Bro. like, this, yeah, of course, he's, of course he's verified.
1: Bro, every day there's opportunities in my DMs. I've gotten to the point where I got to turn some of these things down because they don't work with my brand. The Davey back, back, back when he would say yes to everything. But now because I'm curating this new lifestyle and I'm curating my brand, I got to be smart about this stuff, man. Yeah. But yeah, dude. I'm blessed to have these opportunities. I'm blessed to have these quote-unquote endorsements and and ambassador opportunities. And you know, I'm just gonna ride this wave until you know I get where uh, I get to a place where, um, and I and I gotta use you for motivation here, dude. I get to a place where my future is set for not just me, yeah. but you know what else is to come. I mean, I'm a single guy. I love being single, but there is that you know, me in the back of my mind that I'm preparing this for my future, of course. whether that be my future wife, whether that be my future kids, whether that be my future grandkids, I'm building this empire now so that I can reap the benefits later.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But see, the thing is, Rick, <laughs> when, when we approach life and business and, you know, mm-hmm. just relationships in the way that we do, it's, it's also us mm-hmm. tipping our caps to our family and to our parents to say, absolutely, you you did the right mm-hmm. thing job because you secured mm-hmm. it for me or us in, mm-hmm. in regards to you, you and your brothers, and now it's our mm-hmm. job to do it for the next generation. So you know that includes absolutely, that bro. you know that takes selflessness again. It goes back to humility, and also you have to mm-hmm. be a thinker. You know it takes foresight to be able mm-hmm. to say, what I'm doing right now is going to set my family up is going to set me up, of course, but it's going to set us up mm-hmm. to live the life that we want to live. Hopefully, you know, if we do it correctly and the yeah. things fall into place, you know. So
1: what, generational wealth and and wealth doesn't have to be all about riches. No. Wealth can just be you being grounded in a strong structure. Yeah, it could be a mindset. So that's why I say mental exactly, mental wealth exactly is a real dude. thing too. It, absolutely, bro. Yeah, you got mental absolutely. health and you got
0: mental wealth. Like
1: it's a well. Ooh,
0: put that on the shirt. That's number three. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, nah, man. man. But you, you know that that approach. You know, and this is why. You know, you and I like we we relate in a lot of ways because we understand the mindset mm-hmm. and we understand what it's like to come from that small community where conformity yep. and groupthink, yep, kind of reign yep. supreme. And just kind of breaking away yep. from it. It's hard to do it, and yeah, you know, at times you might feel alone. But mm-hmm. dude, the the rewards are limitless. The if rewards, you're able bro, limitless. To, you know, just maximize the space that we in, man. I mean, eventually, push, push. I'm gonna get a blue check, and I'm probably gonna put it on um absolutely some hoodies or or some hats or something. But it's okay. But um.
1: Hell yeah, bro.
0: But so the, this is the question um that I have for you, man, and we, we're approaching the end um of this okay. episode, you know, which we could go on and on and on, but with technical mm-hmm. difficulties you know, we pro- I probably wanna let you put <laughs> your day going. Right. But um <laughs> nah, what's done. next for Davy Brickenbacker? Uh what's next for I am Davy? Like what 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 do you what's next for you? What what's what's happening? Dude.
1: There's a couple things, really. I, I don't want to put myself into one basket. No. That's it. I, I, <laughs> I want to be able to do whatever comes my way that's going to benefit me in the long yeah. run. So I'm working on, uh, I do some voice acting. I've done some commercials for Sprite and uh, McDonald's. You guys might hear me on them. Um, Uh, Spotify sometimes so I'm trying to develop that uh, 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 side hustle Mm -hmm. Um, of course I've got the influencer stuff where I'm doing deals with like dopamine breeding agencies beer companies dog companies I'm trying to find my niche on social media so that I can monopolize and hey all of you listeners who are listening you know Comment on my comment on my If you see something, comment, send me a like.
0: Interaction, know, that man. That's what that's what we're all trying all to do on my page. Yeah, just an just interaction, right, you know. I'm
1: telling
0: you, man, send me an emoji. just, be just silly, don't send me the, you know, the eggplant. Be, dude,
1: <laughs> I feel that stuff helps, yeah. and, and it helps so much so now that. Even social media is paying for it. So, of course, we were already getting paid for these ambassador uh, things and these influencer things. But now the actual Instagrams and Twitters and TikToks are paying you for these things. So I'm hoping to propel that in a certain direction. Of course, I'm always, you know, trying to build my relationship with God. Uh, You know, I feel like that's another thing that, you know, was a downside of 2020 is People kind of stopped going to church and maybe haven't had the strongest faith that they did have before. So I'm trying to redevelop my faith there. Of course, dude, I mean, there's other reality show opportunities that I've been called for. Some opportunities haven't, you know, uh, gone the way that I wanted them to. Uh, Some of them are still up in the air. So, you know, dude, between all of that, like I said, multiple times on this podcast, Everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. However, I've been leaving out one special key. You got to manifest. You got to say, you you got to be specific in what you want and what direction yeah. you want to go. Because it's not just going to happen if you make a wish on 11-11. Nah. You got to put the work in, dude. You got to put the work in and, and, and you got to believe in yourself and bet
0: on you. Bet on you. Listen, man. I mean, this 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 podcast was was, was kind of that. I just had yeah. to put it in motion, and I don't I don't know where it's gonna go. However, mm-hmm. once I once once I start to say these dreams out loud, something oh, yeah. about it, man, stuff starts to. St- starts to come true. I don't, I don't know. That
1: that tango Yeah, when I start to speak it out loud,
0: you know, some of these dreams that, Mm -hmm. you know, it it Mm -hmm. might not even, it might not even make sense. You know,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I want to be on the real world. Okay. The real world doesn't come into fruition. Bang, Mm -hmm. survivor happens. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, Mm -hmm. so what you're saying that manifestation is real, man. People speak it, (sighs) believe it and go do the work. Simple as that. Maybe. Last question. And and I usually, you know, I I think I'm gonna start asking my future guests this as well. What mm-hmm. what's the perfect setup for Davy Rickenbacker? Oh, so that could be professionally. You know, if you want to discuss it, it could be on a personal level. What's what's the perfect scenario for you? You know, if you're working or doing whatever, what what's what's that like? What mm-hmm. would that be for you? 'Cause this is this is Dude. manifestation, right? So you're gonna say it on a podcast. Absolutely, yeah, bro. so what's that perfect world like for Absolutely. you? Absolutely.
1: Dude, I want to have multiple streams of income um that are able to push me towards that level of me doing the main thing that I wanna do. I think, man, i i i if 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 all, if everything would align the way it is supposed to align, I I I'd love to get in my hosting bag. Um, I'd love to uh, stay, uh, you know, um, uh, revert back to my first passion, which was animals, and maybe, you know, have some type of show where I could integrate uh, animals and sell some products when it comes to animals or that type of thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I, like I said, the sky is the limit. I, I Opportunities are, are falling in my lap, um, and I just, you know... I just want to be successful and, again, set my generation up for success. Not just me, but set up the future generation, this future Rickenbacker legacy um, to be grounded in success.
0: Man, that's beautiful. (laughs) Davey, listen, man, we did it. All right. We we did it. We got it done. It took some work. You know, a a little, yeah, a little oh. little back and forth, but we got it done, man. And, you, you know, <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that time is currency. You know, time so you I, I might be going a little bit off topic, but when you go into work situations, you're not only paying me for my <laughs> skill, you're paying me for my time. Because time is one That's of the it? only things that we can't get back. You gave me your time, bro on multiple occasions, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> and I appreciate it, man. And and I and I want to say on this platform that I'm proud of the work that you're doing. I can't wait to see what happens next. And yeah, hopefully we can come together and break bread and maybe we'll see um, five buttons open, Davey, um, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a event near us.
1: <laughs> He's, he's coming, man. He's coming with the fear. All right, before before I
0: check out, I'm gonna explain this. So Davy always shows up to um events well dressed. You know, usually a collar shirt. Yeah, he's dressed to the nine. And For then sure. uh, after true. the libations get to flowing, uh, his his shirt oh, is it. buttoned down to the belly button. And you can see bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, he is just For for every you know libation that he takes part in, one button becomes unbuttoned, and (laughs) by the time he's ready to get his jacket from coat check, there are no no more buttons. Uh, But uh, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, you know how I like to do it when I check out and you know check off the show oh yeah let's fast. let's slow down yeah i'm gonna slow down give me your socials davy <laughs> yeah Davey. Yeah, t- yeah just yeah, what plug whatever you want man
1: absolutely bro so uh guys uh as you see at the bottom of the screen here um that's that's my main handle that's where i'm able to get things done on instagram at you can follow me at i am davy um, I'm trying to build my TikTok following, I'm verified on there as well, uh, you can follow me at Survivor Davey for some Survivor content, some cosplay content, uh, you know, nerd things, and even some Siberian Husky content, I see my dog outside ready for me to feed him. <laughs> um, I got, I got the Twitter, uh, of course, you know, I tweet baby. you know, I'm always joking on there, watching some cool shows, oh, better call Saul's coming back, man, uh, I think it's uh, next month, we got oh, to talk wait. about that, <laughs> um, and then, of course, my website is com. if you need me for any voiceovers, you need me to come speak at some schools, you need me to come speak at a church, man, I'm, I'm open for it, I'm about... Um, you know, I'm just happy that I have friends like Rob who have platforms like this where I can play with my things because that's what it's all about, man. Helping each other, that's for you, man.
0: It, it's it. for me, but yes, it's, it's for you and anyone mm-hmm. else, man. Davey, mm-hmm. thank you for your time. And everyone, make sure that you go follow I Am Davey, check in with him, like his stuff, comment under his stuff. I mean, he, he, his content game is is ridiculous. I'm, I'm probably going to have to get some tips <laughs> from him. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, before we check out, you already know how we do it. Be good to someone today. It costs nothing. Be good to someone today. It's free. All right. I'm Rob Fields. And Davey Rickenbacker was here on the couch with us today. Thank you all for your time. Thank you all for your ear. We're going to check in on the next one. We'll
1: <laughs> Doses. <There you> <laughs>